Uh, so how was Terry's party, man? It was, you know, it was an experience. I got a headache. I'm kind of sensitive to light right now. You know, three days of music is, um, it's a lot. For five grand, man, you got three days of music. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, it's like you had to pay five grand, but you know. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't an easy thing to turn over. Yeah, we should just take it out of Terry's wages. You still got the 2500 for the Jenga game, though, right? In our in our group savings? Um, about that. About that? That's kind of what I used to pay him. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Look, man, we'll get it back. Bro, it's it's awful funny. You used you talk mad shit about playing Jenga. Now that you ain't got the money, now you don't want to play, bro. I mean, we can still play, but I kind of owe you $2,500. Yeah, I'm going to take it out of your ass. And then I'm going to take it out of Terry's, too. Can we just fire him? No. My God. This is the Weekly Forecast. Good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Forecast. This is episode 17. I'm joined by my brother from another mother. What is up, Scotty? What's up, dude? What's up, Terry? Hey, Terry. <laughs> What's up, bro? You doing good? Oh, yeah, I'm doing great, mate. My, my shoulder feels like there's an impingement in it, but, you know, other than that, I'm doing awesome. Can you spell impingement? I don't even know what an impingement is, but, you know, it sounds painful and my shoulder's painful, so it makes sense, right? Dude, I worked with a guy one time that used to tell us all the time, you don't drink water when it's too hot outside, or don't drink ice-cold water when it's too hot, or you'll go into parabolic shock. I was like, bro, I don't think that's what that means, bro. Like, I don't think you got the right word. You'll have a heat stroke and die. I've heard that too. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't think parabolic shock is like the word he was looking for. You know what I mean? I want to Google the word parabolic shock, see what comes up. Yeah, let's do that really quick. You know, if you're you're tuning in, if this is your first episode ever, hey, we're teaching you stuff. What we got, boys? What is parabolic? Uh, The the approximate form of detached shock front far from a two-dimensional aerofoil in a suspension. Sup, supersonic flow. So definitely know what he was talking about. Hey, kudos to that guy for knowing that word. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess. Even though he used it wrong this whole time. Let me tell you, this dude had like four teeth that were his own. You know what I mean? So like, for him to use the word parabolic, hey, kudos to you, my brother. You ever used the word like multiple times and then realize you've been using it wrong the whole time? Yeah, dude. Um I'm trying to think of like a best example, but I do this. I don't I don't do this often because I'm like a huge, huge, huge grammar Nazi. Yeah, I don't even I can't even think of a word. I have before. Yeah, I can't think of a word off the top of my head, but I'm, I know I've done it before. Yeah. Yeah, I had to have done it before. Oh, you know what? You know what used to uh, what used to really mess me up was like the words like introspection or like uh oh no 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 here here here's a really good one. Pessimist and optimist. I used to get them confused. Bro, you know how many words end with ist? You got nihilist, pessimist, optimist. Conjunctionist. Narcissist. You know what? If you guys tuned in to episode 17, hey, this is the grammar episode. This is the optimistic episode. Or the pessimistic, depending on how you're feeling. Hey, Scotty, what's your favorite word of all time? Favorite word of all time. Yeah, of all time. (laughs) 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 I wasn't ready. Yeah, mine's probably honestly. You can just convey so much emotion with fuck, you know what I mean? Like oh, you can yeah. be a good fuck, a bad fuck, you a fuck. A sad fuck. Shut the fuck up, you fuck, you know what I mean? Like you can just you can really layer it in there to mean you know you can, you can write a whole things. script with the word fuck. Dude, blink one eighty two. You know, they got their name because in Scarface the word fuck is used hundred and eighty two times. The more you know. Speaking of the more you know, let's jump into some bias news, my boy. What you what you bring to the table this week? Sorry, dude, I had a hoodie on and I was going into parabolic shock. I had to take that bitch off. All right, man, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, earlier today, um, which people are going to be a week behind now, so hopefully everything is okay, but Tiger Woods um, was in a rollover accident and had to uh, have the jaws of life cut him free, and he is now in a L.A. hospital. Did you see this? I did not see this. Yeah. Uh, He suffered two leg fractures and a shattered ankle. Um, so far, and, and I'm not sure if he's been released from the hospital, but hey, uh, you know, praise up for Tiger Woods. That little dude, he took it over, didn't he? He really did. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of golf, but you know, they say he's the goat or the honey badger, depending on you know who you ask, maybe. 
Well, sticking to the topic of uh, goats, did you see that a strain of bird flu is uh, infected its first human in Russia? How the fuck does that have anything to do with goats? I don't know, man. But look, <laughs> <laughs> this shit's getting out of hand, bro. There's too many. Um, There's so many different things because of animals. Yeah. The, uh, it says right here the outbreak of H5N8 has been reported to the World Health Organization. God, that sounds scary as fuck, dude. H5N8? Yeah, H5N8. It's a strain. Uh, the strain is a subtype of the influenza A virus that causes flu-like symptoms in wild birds and poultry. It poses a low risk to people, but it's fatal for birds. This was found in crows. Until recently, it was not known to have any effect on humans, but it has infected its first in Russia. Well, let me, I don't mean to destroy your entire argument, but birds aren't even real. Very true. So this is like a robotic virus. Yeah. So unless you are a uh, an AI, you probably have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, f- Dude, uh, I know you're a big Spider-Man fan, and I am too. Tom Holland has announced on his Instagram that the title for the next Spider-Man movie will be called Spider-Man Phone Home. Oh. You think they're bringing E.T. into the into yeah. the world? Yeah, bro. E.T.'s going to land, and he's going to get like a symbiote, and he's going to just be messing some stuff up. Spider-Man's going to have to kill him, bro. Mm. No, I don't know. I'm, uh, I wonder if he goes to space. He's already been to space in the <laughs> Avengers movies. Yeah. Did you watch the last one, Far From Home? Uh, no, I did not, but I did watch Into the Spider-Verse after me and you were talking about it, and bro, it was one of my, probably one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm not even exaggerating when I say this. I bet you I've watched that movie 150 times. Bro, I love that movie. The soundtrack to that movie is so good. No lie, since you put me on that movie, I've probably watched it at least 20 times. It's so good, and they're making a second one to it. I know, dude. I cannot wait. You know, that had a lot of really cool cameos, too. Like, yeah, like Nick Cage in it, or... uh yeah, Dick, Nick Cage. Damn, what a weird name that dude has. Nicholas Cage. He's weird a fucking name. awkward. He's an awkward guy, isn't he? Yeah, weird name for a weird guy, bro. <clears throat> do you think if you were ever in a bar with Nicholas Cage at the same time, do you think you'd probably get in an altercation with him? No, I would want to go pick his brain, I think. I'd want to fuck him up, honestly. <laughs> Why? I don't know, dude. He just has that face and that just I just really want to punch him in the fucking mouth, you know? Bro, he'd put you in a fucking wooden He would fucking cage. try, bro. I'd put that motherfucker in a twister so fucking fast, dude. He'd be stealing the Declaration of Independence in his ass. You know what I'm saying? He would put you in a wooden cage and pour bees into it, bro. Mm. That's funny because little Nicky covered Henry Winkler in bees, and he was just fine, so. You're not Henry Winkler. Well, for good reason. For my second piece, let me just start off by saying, do you have like a uh, a game tier list? Could you Could you place a top five video games of all time, in your opinion? 125%. So one of my favorite games, definitely top three. I wouldn't even say top five. Top three was uh, Diablo 2, right? I mean, you played a lot of that game growing up. A word. Um, Blizzard has announced that for their 30-year anniversary of Diablo 2, they are pretty much remastering the game and calling it Diablo 2 Resurrected. It's going to have a complete graphic rehaul. Um, everything's going to stay the same as as far as we know. Um, it's also going to be cross. What is the word they use? Cross platform, cross progression. Yeah. So like, if you had a PC and was playing it, and I had a Switch that was playing it, we could still play together. Oh, that's fucking badass. And they even said that the old Diablo two Battle.net servers for people who you know had like a hardcore character for five years, they're not going to uh, let this overtake it. So if you have a, a character on the original. Diablo 2 Battle.net servers, they're not going to have this takeover, so you you don't have to worry about your saves getting taken away from you. It's pretty badass, dude. Honestly. And you know, like whenever they re-release something like this, like they do it with albums a lot, right? Like one of my favorite albums of all time is the Michael Jackson Thriller album, the 25th anniversary edition, bro, where it's like remastered and everything sounds so crisp and so clean. Like when you do an album like that, it's so perfect. And I feel like a lot of video games could do that, but they just don't. So I'm really excited to see this. Hey, man, it is February the 23rd. Do you know what's so special about today? No, what is what is it? Bobby Schmurda is home after seven fucking years, bro. See, I've seen this today. So I want you to fill me in because I'm not, I'm not, I don't exactly know what happened. So Bobby Schmurda 
got picked up, him and 14 other people, on a bunch of different gang-related charges, uh, one of being like attempted murder. Um, I'll send you all the info, but apparently they never really could pin a lot of shit on him, but they still kept him for seven years. So um, for him to get released, I mean, this is obviously very big for hip-hop. It's very big for, I don't know, I guess like celebrity culture in general because there's so many people that were riding behind him and and really like pushing for him and and pulling for him and i know i I was pulling for him too bro like um when you kind of look into the evidence and you see that they don't really have a lot of shit to really hold him on you know it's kind of fucked up that they kept him for seven years so hey schmutty dances everywhere wait can we can we play part of uh i don't know we'll have to leave that up to our uh, legal team aka (laughs) terry (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Terry can decide whether this stays in or not, but uh, I'm going to play it anyway. Oh, there's an ad. So you took us somewhere positive for your music segment. I'm going to take us somewhere um, somewhere pessimistic, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the legendary dance duo known as Daft Punk has called it quits after 28 years after forming in Paris. Good. Whoa. Last competition for deadheads. Deadheads, 2013, forever. Hey, man. It's the best EDM group that ever lived. That That is very true. That is very true. If y'all don't know who Deadheads is, uh, look into them. But um, what do, you, what, do you, what do you really think about this? Because, you know, they've had, some, they've had some bangers out there. Dude, they, um, like they set the bar for not only, like, dance music, but, like, almost pop music in a way because they've been so involved for so many years. So honestly, dude, like people are going to call me crazy, but this is just like, if you were to tell me, um, I don't know, fucking Motley Crue broke up or like, uh, bring me the horizon broke up. You know what I'm saying? Like Daft Punk has such a, a huge footprint on music in general that this is, I don't know. It's very sad, but I can't wait to see what those gentlemen do afterwards. You know, uh, it says right here, Um, it was asked if Daft Punk were no more. Their longtime publicist, Catherine Frazier, confirmed the news to Pitchfork, but gave no reason for their breakup. So I hope there's like no bad blood there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, honestly, probably what it is is, um, you know, like COVID, like very trying times right now. And Daft Punk is one of those artists that kind of have to have like a touring schedule um, and live performances. So I'm sure that the, where are we at now, Scott? About a year and a half in or, or a year Pretty well, a full year. Yeah, into pretty like, much a full year. Yes, I'm sure that's probably taking a toll on them financially and probably mentally too, you know, so. Yeah, and like concerts don't look like they're going back to, you know, huge arenas anytime soon. I just found this article on the article I was reading. I want to throw this out there for you, mostly because we've talked about this on the podcast. Dinosaur Jr. has announced a new album and shared a new song called I Ran Away. Oh, f- dude. For anybody listening that might not know, Scotty and I are legitimately blood relatives. I feel like we have to kind of put that out there sometimes because like, I feel like people probably think we're joking, but we are yeah. 100% blood relatives. <laughs> so Scotty had this iPod, right? And you know, when you're growing up, dude, you just, you always steal your older, your older siblings or your older cousins or your older family member shit. It happens. And so I just happened to steal his iPod. And I was introduced to Dinosaur Jr. because Scotty had their entire discography on this this iPod. And I'm like, <clears throat> let's say 18, 19 years old. Bro, changed the way that I seen music after that. That Modest Mouse, you were my introduction to Modest Mouse too, by the way, who is one of my top five favorite bands. But Dinosaur Jr. has a special place in my heart. And so hearing that they have new material coming out just warmed my heart, bro. Uh, we have to listen to it uh, after this. We have to listen to it together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're about to have a streaming party. What was that D, what, that pirate radio station you wanted to make like two months ago? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we should call it the weekend forecast since we talk about the fucking weekend so much. But the weekend <laughs> forecast, 24-hour pirate radio coming at you live. We got a full 24-hour stream set for you guys. We have empty water jugs to piss in. We have enough Red Bull to kill a cow. We're doing this fucking thing. We're doing the thing. All right, man. I know that uh, last week we had a lot of calls come in. Um, we tried to give Big O the best ones we could, so we have a lot of uh, a lot of hang around calls. So let's knock these motherfuckers out, man. What? 
That's disrespectful, dude. Okay, okay, okay. Let's cut this again. You know, people take their time out of their day to call this number. I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. You say, we got some hang around calls. Let me fucking, let me recut that. No, no, no. Terry, keep that in. Anyways, and we appreciate all the calls that come in. But we had to, we had to definitely, uh, we had to plan our time a lot better when we have a guest. So now we have no guest. We can just play all these fucking calls. Scotty, let's have it, bro. Yes. Uh, my question is for Josh and Scotty. And I would like to know if you had to inject a type of dipping sauce into your penis and or <laughs> vagina, what would your preferred dipping sauce be? AKA, would you put like ketchup or honey mustard or ranch? And it would it, it, to just have in your penis. And every time you, you peed and ejaculated, that's what it came out. Uh, my my choice would be Zach's sauce because it is tasty and wonderful on just about anything. Uh, thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> I'm just gonna say from from first time hearing this, I feel like that's hella con- inconvenient, <laughs> bro. Oh fuck, man! I'm gonna take it out. I'm gonna take it a step to left field. Okay. And I'm going to say, I'm going to need either some sweet barbecue sauce or maybe just pure honey. I think how convenient that would be. <laughs> I just went through like six uh, scenarios where I was like, honey's a good idea. And then I thought, like, have you ever tried to pour honey? It's going to be super thick, bro. You got you to gotta really... It's going to take forever. <laughs> you got to really put a good... Uh... Put a good grip on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I feel like everything else would burn though. Ranch would be like the probably like the easiest thing to pass with no no burning whatsoever, dude. <clears throat> I feel like honey mustard, kind of acidic, right? Might could could burn your pee hole a little bit. I immediately I thought hot sauce, because I put hot sauce on everything, and then I was like, mm, you ever had a kidney stone? Same thing. You said we're gonna be in a restaurant just <laughs> all over your food. Oh, yeah, just a lot. <laughs> Just stand up and whip your dick out at the at the plate. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, what's he doing?" It's okay. I'm just seasoning everything. Oh, I don't know. This gave me a fucking headache. Can we uh, move on? I don't know how I feel about this. I haven't even answered it. Uh, dude, I'm gonna go with honey or like a sweet baby raise or maybe an A one. A one would be tight as fuck, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're just talking about like sexual activity, then I'd probably just dip my my dick in like whipped cream. Okay, I just want to get away from here. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. So I got a good random question for you this week. Um, if you had to pick one song that summed up the entirety of your life, what would it be and why? Oh, this is perhaps the first legitimate question we've had in a while. Look, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Terry, put the, uh, the put weekly the applause forecast in. applause in there. Yep, yep. Yep. I was thinking the same shit. This is a very good question. Oh man, this is a hard question though. Uh, would it help you if we'd maybe done three? I think I think we could do three. Okay, yeah. Okay. What do you? Uh, you know, we'll go one for one. Oh, one for one. Oh. Um. Do we have to give like a like a reason? I mean, I feel like people would probably be a little curious. I tell you what. You know, what my first one's gonna be the song "Living the Dream" by Morgan Wallen. He talks about how living the dream isn't all it's cracked up to be. And if anybody follows my personal podcast and they've followed me uh, in my personal life, you know that I've dealt with a lot of uh, like struggles, like mental health and um, like battling my own demons. Right. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that living, living someone else's dream, or maybe you see someone and you imagine they're living the dream, the grass isn't always greener. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably, you know, that's a good, it's probably it's a really good way to like define me because I sometimes do get jealous, bro. Like I get jealous of people on on Facebook and Instagram that I feel like have it all put together that that truly don't, or they have it together in my eyes, but in their eyes they don't. You know what I'm saying? It's a perspective thing. Uh, I mean, I guess if I, if I had to pick one first off, probably "Float On" by Modest Mouse. Oh hell yeah, bro! Yeah, you know, it's it's talking about how this dude just having a really terrible day, but things are kind of like something bad happens and then you take something good from it and it's just all going to be all right. We're all going to float on. Beautiful. So my, my second, my second song, my all time favorite artist, Mac Miller, I've got paintings and photos of this man hung up all over my house. 
dude, it is no secret. I'm the biggest Mac Miller fan that I know. And his music related to me so hard. <clears throat> the song Small Worlds, you know, the world is so small till it ain't. I just, I don't know. I just resonate with that so much. And I could just like, I could live in that song. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so beautiful. And, and uh, yeah, just the lyrical content too. Like, like when you, when you talk about the lyrics, he talks about like, I might trip. I never fall. God, God knows I've come close. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just a lot of different, I don't know. I've been through a lot of shit in my life, man. Now I'm, I'm on the, you know, I like to think I'm on the up. As we're throwing in um a, Favorite artist selection. I guess I'll choose the song Me by the 1975. And it's pretty much just a guy. He's saying all these things. Like he says, uh, I put your mother through hell. Don't you bond? I hate your brother as well. Don't you bond? Right. That's like part of the chorus hook. But when you read it, you think he's talking to somebody, maybe like a significant other. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's really talking about himself, how he's like looking at himself, putting the people he loved through troubled times. And, you know, we're, we've all been there and you got to learn something from that and, you know, make amends. Because in my life, there's been a couple of amends I wish I would have made, but just never got the time to do, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, and it, that's what I'm saying. I feel like if you were to pick a song that, that describes you, it would have to be something with a lot of introspection. You know what I mean? Or like something because I feel like, um, you know, not to be like lame or anything, but I feel like me and you have we've. We've leveled up in this game of life. I like to think so, sometimes. Uh, my third song is probably going to be the song uh, Cocaine by Eric Clapton because, <laughs> hey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, there's a lot of people that are going to write this podcast and be like, hey, is he okay? I'm perfectly fine. Um, somewhat. <laughs> somewhat. Dude, my last song, it's going to be another Mac Miller song, bro. I really feel like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like Mac Miller is like the soundtrack to like my life. And I don't know. I just, I really love Mac Miller, my all time favorite artist. I was going to do an unreleased song, but that's not fair to anybody that can't uh, like hear the unreleased stuff. So um, probably 2009, you know, that's when <clears throat> I was in high school. That was when I first heard Mac Miller. And, you know, that song is just about growing and changing. I feel like I've grown and changed a lot. I really am struggling for a third, bro. I was going to do the song Pure, which if anybody's like a big Mac Miller fan or even just curious, the song Pure is an unreleased Mac Miller song. It's absolutely beautiful. He says at one point, he says, will you make love to my dirty soul? It's like a, I don't know, it's like a pretty sweet little love song. Uh, I really like that. I guess I'll, for my last song, I'll go for a song, for an album that meant so much to me and you at the time. But it's a song by Neck Deep called Smooth Seas Don't Make Good Sailors. Oh, fuck yeah. And it's... It's just exactly what it sounds like. Uh, if you go through your life never having any problems, you're not going to be any better at life. You know what I mean? If you don't face some type of adversity in your life, you'll never learn and grow. I uh, I wear a lot of necklaces, and one of them is a dog tag that says you win or you learn. And it's exactly what you're talking about. You might get knocked down, but you're going to learn more from getting knocked down than just stumbling through life, succeeding all the time. You know what I mean? Good question, caller. That was a fucking phenomenal question. You made us use our brain meat tonight, and I applaud you for that. You know what? You should you should write our Instagram page and tell us your top three songs. Yes, hey, write our Instagram, tell us your top three songs. Also, give us your address. We're going to send you a box of uh, Taco Bell mob sauce. You're the fucking winner, dude. You can't be giving that away. Why not? That's a prize gift on the show. Oh, well, I'll send you a couple packs of mob sauce. How about that? That'll work. Next call. Hi, this is Ari Goldstein, lawyer of a Mayor Sean DeHoovabot. Yes, I was just calling to let you know that if you're not proceeding with the, the payment in proper due time, uh, my client will be pressing further charges. Uh, just to give you an update on his condition, uh, he's currently in jail in Tehran. <laughs> However, that doesn't change the fact that the bail of $40 is required. And you can't expect me to pay $40 to get a man out of jail. It's simply ridiculous. Anyways, my my client and I will be expecting a phone call in very due time. I wish you a very, very happy day. Let me take this, Josh. What was was the lawyer's name? Uh, Ari Goldstein. Hey, Ari Goldstein. F*** you. All right? 
<laughs> Harry won the court case. Stop trying to extort the podcast, bro. He won. I mean, what else do you want him to do? He'd do a schmarta dance on you, bro. Can I can I add to this? Just because I feel like this probably needs to be said at this point. Don't be tearing down Terry right now. We have we have faced cancellation on every facet of this fucking podcast now. Let me just say, we don't make any money. <laughs> I don't know why you why you fucking people think that we make all this money and you can just extort us. We don't. We don't make anything, bro. We don't even have we don't even have a fucking sponsor. We don't even have the five thousand dollars for the Jenga game anymore. Oh yeah, because you fucking blew it paying Big O. But... Hey. Look, I'm just saying here, right? Look, Big O's a big man, okay? When he shows up to your house with a bunch of DJ equipment, demanding five grand, you just gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta live and you learn, you know? I learned that day I didn't want to get my ass beat, so. How was the party? The party was pretty good, though? It's pretty good. I tried to FaceTime you during it. You didn't answer. Oh, yeah. I didn't have any FaceTime minutes. Oh, shouldn't have used them all. PayPal me $20 for FaceTime minutes. I'm not PayPaling you any money. (laughs) Anyways, all right, gold scene. Uh, you get the double middle finger of the week, bro. F*** you. Yeah. You piece of f- Go bail him out yourself. Moving on. Hey, fellas. Just thought I'd uh, touch base with y'all again. Uh, I don't know if you remember who I am or not, but I was the guy about to ask you a question about the pinch shot. <laughs> Silly me. I, I, I thought that's what it was called, but y'all corrected me on the prostate. I appreciate that, fellas. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, me and my wife, talked about it we discussed you know it being it being old valentine's day on sunday we decided we was going to you know do some different things in the old bedroom so she she said she was going to go out the store she was going to get her a few things from the bedroom then i should do the same thing so i did so uh went boss went out and bought some massage oils and some uh some little knickknacks and things like that i didn't know if i was going to use them all or not but i thought some of them was pretty funny some of them might be pretty good so I bought that. She bought whatever she did. We come back home. We talked about it. You know, we discussed what we were going to do and stuff. But we didn't tell each other what we had surprised for each other. So Sunday rolls around. You know, we'd go out to eat. You know, do the regular Valentine's Day thing. It'd get late that night. We'd talk about it. You know, we started getting, you know, want to have a little fun in that bedroom, you know? So uh, I said, well, I'll go in the bedroom. I'll get ready for you. You go in the bedroom, the other bedroom over there, and uh, you get ready for me. Like, all right, so we go in the bedroom and I go in the bathroom and I shave up all my hair off, take out massage oil, and I put it all over and make my body all glisten, looking all sexy and stuff. So we're sitting there and I'm getting in bed and I'm laying there and I'm all sexy. I thought, okay, honey, I'm ready for you. She comes in the bedroom. Lo and behold, I look at her. She ain't wearing nothing but saran wrap. Now, mind you, me and my lady, we're a little bit older group couple. And, uh, you know, once, once you hit that certain age, things don't always stay in place where they need to be. Got to go where they kind of want to, you know. So, uh, that strand wrap, when she put it on, and all of a sudden, it, it, it tightened everything up on her, pushed things up, pushed things down. Oh, she was looking sexy, sexy, sexy. So I was like, I was ready right then and there. And I was like, all right, honey, come on over here to the bed. Let's get ready and go. She goes running over to me. She jumps on me, forgetting about the massage oil I have. <laughs> slides right off of me and hits the floor. You know, we, I, I got to start giggling, got digging, laughed at her a little bit. You know, she got embarrassed. You know, so I, I picked her up. We cuddled there for a few minutes. Told her it was okay and everything. Started looking at that saran wrap again. And, oh, I started getting, get that feeling, get that feeling again. So I uh, take that, rip that saran wrap off. We get all hot and heavy. She goes, you ready, honey? I was like, yeah, I'm ready. She goes and she go lose up her old fingers. She bends me over. She sticks her finger up in there. Soon as she hits that prostate, whew, boy, I was like fireworks going off, shooting everywhere. Now, lo and behold, I forgot to tell y'all, but she got her nails done that day. Oh, I wasn't thinking nothing about it. Soon as she did, and I started doing my business, and I started quivering and jerking around. <laughs> and she was pulling her finger out all at the same time. She scratched my butthole all up. Oh, son, it hurt so bad. And I'm still in pain over it. But I just thought I'd kind of let y'all touch base. And I will talk to y'all fellas later. <laughs> <laughs> that was a... Uh, that was, that was, uh, I had to mute my mic. I had to mute my mic, dude. I have tears in my eyes. <clears throat> oh, f***. 
That was a story, you know. Collar, uh, I know we already gave out the applause, but you get some too. <laughs> <laughs> You've officially won the Taco Bell mild sauce box. Oh, man. Oh, Dude. I thought it was going to go dark. I thought the nails was going to come off. <clears throat> Dude. I don't. <laughs> get the f out of here. There's so many layers. <laughs> so many layers, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for checking back in. We're glad to help. <clears throat> um, God, let's just piece this thing together. <laughs> this rain wrap's a good idea. <laughs> Bro, get the f out of here. Oh, fuck, dude. The saran wrap is a good idea. I like your thinking. Your gravity, what goes up, must come down. You know, saran wrap just keeps it in place. That is a first for me, dog. Are you okay, buddy? I mean, you, you, you've been laughing for a good five minutes here. I, dude, you know. I had to mute the fucking mic, bro. <clears throat> God, dude. The oil and saran wrap doesn't seem to mix very well. <laughs> you know? Bro, you ever seen you ever seen Van Wilder when uh, when Taj is about to fucking uh, Taj is about to get busy with that girl and he's he like rubs massage oil all over her back and he runs back to the corner of the bedroom and he takes off running and slides across her back. All right, let's piece this together, Scotty. Saran wrap, mm-hmm. one to ten. What are you rating it? I, go, mm, I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm gonna go with a four. For cooking, it's a 10 out of 10 for me, dog. You don't cook with saran wrap. Well, yeah, but you you put it over top of dishes and whatnot. So for cooking purposes, 10 out of 10. Sexual purposes, yeah, I'm with you. That's about a five for me, dog. You know, I know some fellas have been in like a pinch before and had to use it as a condom. I don't recommend that, but uh, I don't know where I'm. Uh, Anyway, so what was the next part? Oh, the prostate. We are glad that we could have um, uh, informed you Help me here. <laughs> uh, what it's called? We're glad that we could have helped you, but the nail thing. Gonna have to be careful with them nails. Yeah, you're lucky she didn't lose one. That's where I thought it was going. Yeah, you shit out an acrylic. That's when you know you partied a little too hard. Yeah. Valentine's Day, huh? Man, it shows how backlogged our voicemails are. <laughs> you know, I tell you what. Um. You know, Valentine's Day is that one holiday of the year where you can just kind of explore. And um, kudos to you, Lewis and Clark both, for fucking exploring that section of the bedroom. Um, I have nothing to say. I'm dead after that, I think. All right, last one. It's your boy, Professor Smalls. I'm here at my local community college to teach my first lesson of Business 101. Now, first lesson we're going to talk about is entrepreneur forte. You know what I'm saying? You got to have that that swagger if you're going to sell product. You know what I'm saying? So, like, in order to get the respect, you got to give the respect. But that starts with self-respect. So you got to have a whole economy of respect and a million dollars worth of game an entrepreneur forte before you can even begin to sell shit. You know what I'm saying? Not much of a question. However, uh, I feel like this young brother's got it right, though. You know, I like that. I like the self-respect bit. I did like that. Yeah. Gotta start with self-respect. Yeah, I like the economy of respect you've got going. <clears throat> um, Scotty, have you ever been a salesman? Mm-mm, no. 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 Have you? Yeah, a couple times. What'd you sell? I used to sell landscape um, materials, like rocks, um, and like different uh, landscape equipment, <laughs> uh, and then drugs. But, um, you know, I'm with him. You know, nobody wants to buy something from somebody that isn't confident about themselves, you know? So um, I went on a podcast not too long ago and talked about, like, salesmen and, like, how they – more than definitely probably don't um you know i don't know where i'm going with this anyways yeah i'm with you self-respect the economy respect million dollars in game 
um, a small loan of a million dollars from your dad to get you started, you know, um, boy, how to get me out of here. Get me out of here, bud. Um, let's, let's jump into random news articles around the world, bro. Damn, you said, God, I'm snorting, bro. You sounded so unsure. <laughs> like if you even wanted to go. I feel like the, uh, the pancreatic sac caller <clears throat> has really just, he put you on a new level tonight. I'm dead ass serious. Send us your address. And we applaud that man. You know, we do applaud that man. That guy's my f-ing hero. Okay. Send me your address. You're getting the f-ing box. Dude, I don't give a f- what Scotty says. You're getting the box of mild sauce. Mm, the collar before that, you're going to get a little baggie of sauce. Uh, there's going to be a whole economy of sauce coming at y'all. And that starts with self saucing. That comes with self saucing, like, like an A1 or a honey, you know, like we were talking about earlier. No, we ain't going back there. Look, hey, I got a news article for you. I'm going to have to show you this photo. Okay. Okay. Send it. I'm, I'm going to show you right here. I'm going to read you the news article first. Mutant baby shark discovered by fishermen with human face due to rare condition. This is a child or a shark? <laughs> this is a shark. So I can make fun of this thing? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> this thing looks like the f- poop emoji in real life. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know how I feel about that thing, dude. This bizarre creature was found by Abdullah Nurin after he set off from some some island I can't pronounce on Sunday, February 21st. He accidentally caught a pregnant shark uh, while he was out fishing, and she died after getting stuck on the trawler. Experts have suggested its unique appearance could be due to a rare condition. Uh, Abdullah, 48, noticed the apex predator was pregnant with three pups. <clears throat> when he cut open its stomach, there were two baby sharks inside, and the third one stood out. Um, you know... <sighs> More than likely, I'm just going to take a wild stab here. This seems like something Terry would post on his Instagram. Yeah. Um, it, let's give him a little shout out. If you're not following our, uh, if you're not following Terry, <laughs> I didn't even want to legal, say it. legal executive, <clears throat> legal executive. Hell, he's been in more legal shit than, you know, just never mind. If you just at forecast Terry, I'm sure this will be on his Facebook at some point. This thing is. It's pretty hideous, like Josh said. It honestly, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of so ugly. It's cute. No, no, it's just ugly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All right, bud. Let me ask you this, Scotty. Before I read you this this headline, have you ever uh, you ever had a job? You know, I know this is popular among teenagers. So whenever you were a teenager, I know you worked. Did you ever call out of work? Uh, and just make up like a random excuse. I don't actually think I did. I was very uh, good with like my my with my first job. You know, you were. I will. I will. Yeah, you were. Uh, so you never called and gave like a random like, oh, my dog ate my keys or anything like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> man fakes his own kidnapping to get out of going to work. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Give me some more on this. An Arizona man was so desperate to get out of work for a day that he allegedly staged a fake kidnapping, then tied himself up and laid by the side of the road waiting to be discovered. That's dedication. <laughs> Tire factory employee Brandon Sule's was found on the afternoon of February the 17th with his hands tied up behind his back with a belt and a bandana in his mouth to stop him crying for help. When police asked him how he managed to get in that predicament, he initially told him that he had been kidnapped by two masked men who hit him over the head and bundled him in a car. Uh, he claimed that he had been kidnapped because his dad had various stashes of money hidden around town. Something about the story did not add up, though. <clears throat> right? And so they checked CCTV footage. For anybody that's curious, CCTV are the uh, cameras on the highway. Right? Uh, so they checked this footage. And at that point, Brandon allegedly confessed that he made up the whole story to get out of going to work for the day. Um, so then the police commander, Mark Tercero, told ABC News he informed us that he at first stuffed a bandana in his mouth and afterward he took off his own belt, his own belt, and bound his hands together with that belt and then laid on the ground and scooted out to the side of the road where somebody could see him and just waited. Let me ask you this, bro. <clears throat> thumbs up or thumbs down? 
I'm giving him a thumbs up. I am dedication, bro. Dude, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. He planned this shit out. Do you remember the uh, the Kevin Hart skit where he's talking about that guy who's going to work and he makes up this whole elaborate story about where he found the the deer, bro? And then, uh-uh. bro, it's like a the skit itself is like 15 minutes. And when he's done, he's like, anyway, that's why I was five five minutes late for work. I feel like that's this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just wanted the day off. Yeah, I uh okay, so let me just ask you this. <clears throat> if you're I don't know how to word this. If generally when people take a day off, they what do they what do they do, Scott? They stay home, they eat junk food, uh, you know, maybe order takeout, they watch Netflix, masturbate, smoke weed, whatever, right? Mm. This fella, let's just say for for the podcast purposes of us breaking this story down. Let's say that he was out there for an hour, right? Then you got to think, you got to be booked, talk to police and whatnot. Uh, so let's just say it's another two hours. You're pretty much fucking up your whole day. You know what I'm saying? Because most people's most people's work hour, eight hours, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you just got four. Yeah, you just fucked up four of them right there. Was it really worth it? Definitely not. He's also uh, incarcerated, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, I figured that you couldn't, uh, you know, just do something like that and not getting any legal trouble whatsoever i am gonna give you a thumbs up for creativity uh and for desperation and uh because you gave me an article this week <clears throat> i give you a thumbs down on execution yeah, do you, better you really you, you couldn't have thought of anything better though like simpler i had a sore throat no, you know I what i didn't the- want to get covid tested oh yeah well you know what? in that case hey my dog ate my keys yeah. Or if maybe he's on the bus and maybe, hey, a homeless man ate my keys. Well, actually, he, why would he have keys? Um, I don't know. You could have thought of something there, Brandon. For my second article here. <laughs> <laughs> Mom slams useless men as no one comes to help her after treadmill fall. Hmm. While gyms remain closed and exercise options remain limited, many of us need a little motivation to improve our health and fitness. Some encouragement and little inspiration can go a long way. Unfortunately, one woman has shared a video that reminded us why we shouldn't rush back too quickly after all. TikTok user Steph ended up halfway across the gym after attempting to remove her jumper while on the treadmill. In the video, she began to speed backwards as she pulled it over her head before accidentally tripping over the wall behind her. Unfortunately, no one appears to notice until she tries to stand up with her jumper still over her head. (laughs) The video left people shocked with many outrage that no one came to her assist. Uh, one person commented, no one stopped to help her. How are they so mean? Another blasted video evidence of how its generations lack, shiv- lack chivalry, kindness for others, and smarts all in one. Uh, the mom of three appeared to agree as she said, I raised two boys, damn straight. They would have stopped what they were doing to help someone. Uh, unfortunately, the men were older than me. Useless men. Jesus. Uh, but luckily, <clears throat> Steph said the incident didn't affect her. Look, this picture, I'm going to show you this picture. There is cardio machines behind this wall she fell over, right? Like, she fell on people. <clears throat> Let's see here. Oh, yeah, she got fucked up, didn't she? But look, like, she fell right beside people, and they just kept biking, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been pissed, honestly. Yeah, I would have, too. Not even a simple "you good," you know. It just goes to show, you know, we need to uh, we need to extend a hand to our brothers and sisters all around us, even if we're making fun of them sometimes. Like Terry, I make fun of him every single day. We have a group chat, Scotty, Terry, and I. I make fun of Terry. You can ask Scotty every single day, but Terry knows if he ever needs anything, I'm not the person to call. He can always call Scotty. Scotty's giving him that hand. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. <laughs> Um. Yeah, damn. I hate that for her. No one cares. Work harder. No <laughs> fuck, <laughs> dude. Your little one-liners have been fucking on point lately, bro. Hell yeah, dude. Nobody cares. Work harder, Steph. Uh, Scotty, nuns break COVID rules to attend an exorcism and wage war on quote unquote children of darkness. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I need more. <laughs> 
The pair in Ireland, okay, it was a pair of nuns, two of them, in Ireland breached COVID rules to attend an illegal exorcism outside of the Irish Parliament. Uh, and they've declared a spiritual war on children of darkness. A pair of rebel nuns in the Republic of Ireland who broke COVID rules to go to an exorcism have declared spiritual war on the children of darkness. Mother Irene Gibson and sister Anne Marie. Wait a second, pause. What's the difference in a mother and a sister? I think it's no, kind of like a. Was. I think it's like a. Like a mother. Boss, like a CEO? Yeah, the mother is like the higher up. The she's like the senior, I think. Like a like a regional manager and the assistant to the assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, something like that. I think. All right. Anyways, mother Irene Gibson and sister Anne Marie attended the exorcism of the. Uh, that's a fucking word I don't know. Anyways, they attended this exorcism um, just before the traditional Latin mass outside of the Irish Parliament on December the 8th. Gibson has now hit back her critics in a fire and brimstone message to supporters who have donated more than 63,000 pounds, which I think is uh, 77,000 U.S. dollars, uh, on their GoFundMe page. Yes, you heard that right. These sisters and mothers have a GoFundMe page against the children of darkness. Um, They have been ordered to leave their West Cork retreat over the breach of the laws. Uh, Mother Gibson wrote, Praise Jesus Christ. We have good news to share with you all. Your outstanding charity towards our needs have finally made it possible for us to purchase some property. Um, so they essentially got kicked out of their church for going to this exorcism. Um, and then they started a GoFundMe page to buy some land. Um, what do you make of this? It's, um, was it just two of them that broke the, the, the COVID restrictions? Yeah. Does it say where they went? It said like the, the dial. D-A-I-L, but the I had like a weird squiggly above it, like, like some Latin shit. Yeah, they went somewhere. In in Ireland, but somewhere. What 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 would you do if you was possessed and you called up, you know, a church and you said, Hey, I'm possessed, and they're like, We can't send anybody because you remember that little girl from you remember Linda Blair, the chick that played the possessed chick in the exorcist, the original? She didn't even know she was possessed. Remember, she's just tied to that bed, vomiting on people. Um, how shitty would that be to be possessed and not even know it? I feel like I probably wouldn't want to know it. Well, yeah, but you'd be acting out though. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, true. <clears throat> if you okay, let me okay. If you were a nun, and your church said, "Hey, y'all can't leave uh, because of COVID protocols," and then somebody called and said, "Hey, I got this this chick. She's like possessed." What do you think you'd do? Would you go and exercise? I feel like I'd probably go do the exorcism. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'd probably do the same thing. You're doing your duties. Yeah. It's kind of your job. You know, firefighters can't say, oh, well, even though that building's on fire, nobody's socially distancing, so we're going to have to pass up on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be awful. Too many people in that building. We can't go in there. <laughs> oh, shit. That's... <laughs> Like 2021 in a nutshell. <laughs> For my last um, article here, bro. Uh, life forms that shouldn't be there found by scientists under Antarctic ice. Hell yeah, dude. Let me have it. In a scientific discovery reminiscent of the plot of the 1982 science fiction thriller The Thing, researchers have discovered life in Antarctica that theoretically shouldn't exist. Instead of a grotesque shape. Okay. Okay. They're putting way too much into here. Um, most of these articles do that, dude. I think so too. Like they, they have like they probably have a quota on words, and they gotta just like yeah, they gotta put in some detail. They were <laughs> discovered after scientists with a British Antarctic survey drilled beneath a section of the ice shelf, which is more than twenty nine hundred feet thick in the northwestern Antarctica. The team lowered a camera into the ice shelf hole to see what lay beneath and filmed the organism clinging to a boulder. First thing. Or the first time that such life forms have been recorded beneath Antarctica's ice sheets. According to the team's finding published Monday in the journal, uh, the sponges and suspected barnacle appear to be filter feeders, which feed by pulling out phytoplankton and other microscopic organisms from water. 
Nonetheless, the discovery hints that the seemingly harsh waters beneath Antarctica's ice may be more life-sustaining than initially thought. What do you think about this, bro? I've I've said this for a long time. Shoot me into space. I'll be perfectly fine. I'll probably fucking I'll probably marry an alien while I'm up there. You know what I'm saying? Uh put me in the ocean? Fuck no, dude. Fuck the ocean. <laughs> That's terrifying shit down there. It is terrifying, but you know, more than likely you're not gonna live well. Yeah, you're probably gonna get killed by something down there. Like if you just ended up getting a um a superpower where you could breathe underwater. I still ain't doing it. Still ain't doing it? No, I'd have to have some superhuman strength to go along with that because there's some shit under there, bro. I don't know for sure, but I know. You know what I'm saying? Do you like uh, Google Earth? Yeah. You know there's like whole communities dedicated to Google Earth, right? Oh, yeah, man. People find some crazy stuff on Google Earth. One Google Earth fan discovered a penis-shaped island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Uh, A mom of three, Jolene Voltiago, 50 made the shocking discovery, which is part of the Trinity Islands off of the coast of New Caledonia, Oceana, uh, while she was just scrolling through the map, which I've never, I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever just got on Google Earth and just started scrolling. <clears throat> um, she discovered the phallic-shaped landmass in the middle of the Pacific Ocean while scrolling the online world map. Uh, the 50-year-old from Detroit... Uh, shared its location with her Facebook group. You know, as I was just saying, there's like a whole community of these people. Uh, as proof that it existed, the uniquely shaped island stretches more than 50 meters, or I'm sorry, 500 meters, uh, and is part of the Trinity Islands off the coast of New Caledonia, Oceana. Dude, they do put some shit in here like multiple times. It, these people, okay, just pause. We are doing you guys a fucking favor, okay? Half the people that listen to this podcast, they don't they don't go to your fucking website, okay? They expect us to read it to them. They don't need all these extra fucking words, and you guys always got to fucking, you know, you guys will do an article about somebody in Detroit, and you'll put like $50 US, and then you'll convert it to pounds. Nobody in the UK is reading this shit either, okay? Uh, so get it fucking together. Anyways... Um, I had to drop the pin on the map right away so people know I don't I didn't just stick the image through Photoshop and create it myself, she said. I shared it so people could pull up the coordinates and see it with their own eyes that it's physically there and it really does look like a big dick. Um, I'm gonna turn my camera on, Scotty. I know nobody else can see, but I'm gonna show you what we've got going on here. I mean, it does look like a uh, a penis. It does look like a penis, yeah. Uh, le- okay. Man, that looks like somebody photoshopped that in, bro. <clears throat> Do you remember the monoliths? Yeah. I <laughs> think they're going yeah. underwater. People could say that a monolith is just a big robot penis. I don't think anyone um, says that. And, you know, there's penis-shaped islands. So my question for you and for all of our listeners, do you think penis-shaped items are becoming more popular? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that being said, bro, let's float our way into sports. I will kill you. I will drown you. You know how hard it is to do this every week? Does it you just put like, some does respect it, on my name. <laughs> does it suck a little bit of your soul out and having to do that every week? My brain literally just has to go in circles to find a, a verb. Yeah. That has to do with the last article. Since that was an island, we're floating in here. We could sail in here. I think we'll just float. Speaking of floating and parabolic shock, uh, did you see Derek Lewis kill Curtis Blades over the weekend? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. Fuck, fun fun fact: my friend started betting on sports, right, with DraftKings, and uh, he had, he know has he has no idea about MMA, and he was like, "Who's going to win this fight?" And I was like, "If you put money on Curtis Blades, I, I don't know why you would do that. You know, put it on Derek Lewis, and uh, yeah, he won some money off that. So, and you know, Derek Lewis was the underdog in that fight." I know, dude, which is really surprising to me because if you break down that fight, you look at Curtis Blades' two losses, two knockout losses, both to Curtis, uh, sorry, both to Francis Ngannou. Um, Curtis couldn't implement his wrestling against Francis either, and it's like he second guesses himself, 
So when they said that Derek was the underdog after Derek just beat Alexi Olenek, who is a world fucking champion grappler, I was like, oh, bro, you got to bet money on on D-Money, bro. Uh, Derek Lewis is – over the years, bro, and I think you can – you probably with this too, he has slowly became one of my favorite fighters, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. And if you don't follow him on Instagram – The best Instagram in the game. Oh, yeah. He posts some questionable stuff on there, you know. And it always just says he's okay or they're okay. He, he shared a photo of, of Curtis falling and it like Curtis's hand is like circled and it kind of looks like a thumbs up and he captioned it. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bruh. Um, for anybody that's curious and that has not seen that knockout though, go Google it. It is so good. Dude. His whole body stiffened up, bro. Oh yeah. And people are like, well, why did he hit him after he was knocked out? Like you're in there. Until the referee tells you to stop. You know what I mean? 100%, dude. Having been in there, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, you got to you gotta keep going until the ref stops. Honestly, it, I mean, <laughs> Derek Lewis said it after the fight. Uh, he said that was Herb Dean's fault. It kind of was, man. Herb Dean had to run across the whole octagon to get over there in time, bro. You know, there is such a thing, though, dude. Let me, let me tell you all this. There is such a thing. You can get knocked out. And then you get hit a couple more times. People think I'm bullshitting. You get that hard reset, dude. You come back alive. <laughs> You're laughing. You think I'm joking. Hey, it's happened, dude. You know, there was one time I got knocked out. was on my, you know, knocked out on the feet, hit the canvas. As soon as my head hit the mat, I was awake again. So it f***ing happens. Dude. It's just called a hard reset. You know, it's the same difference of, of uh, unplugging it and plugging it back in. So, look, my sports uh, piece here. It's uh, I found this picture on uh, Instagram earlier. And it just says the card every uh, fan can only dream of, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to list you the main card. Okay. And you you tell me if you want to know the the prelims, if you would call them that. Okay. Let me have it. All right. Main event. Jones versus Adesanya. Co-main. Khabib versus St. Pierre. Okay. And after that, you got McGregor versus Ferguson. Yawn versus Dillashaw. And oh. Covington versus Masvidal. Okay. Could you imagine that card? Absolutely not. That would never happen in a million years. <laughs> but, dude, what if? Oh, it'd be f***ing insane. But the UFC's too f***ing greedy, bro. That could literally be the greatest card of all time. And they wouldn't do it because they're going to try to squeeze every bit of money out of every one of those fights. Yeah, every fight we just named would be a main event on some other card. You know what fight I truly think would be the best? It would be Dillashaw and uh, Peter Yan. Or even Masvidal Covington, bro. I want to see that fight. Masvidal Covington? Yes. I do too, bro. Covington's going to fuck up Masvidal. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. People keep talking about uh, Street Jesus and, and Jorge's bad motherfucker. No, dude. No. Journeyman George. Colby Covington. Happy birthday, Colby, by the way. It was yesterday. Colby Covington will fuck up Jorge Masvidal. And I'm going to I'm gonna bet money right now on this podcast that he was he's going to fuck up Usman in the second fight. Covington's the best welterweight on the planet, in my opinion. Usman even said that that's, he's probably the the top, you know, other than Usman, he thinks he's the top. Dude, I will say, because, you know, since we podcasted last, the Usman fight happened, Usman and Burns, um, <clears throat> I was not a fan of Usman for a long time, bro. I just thought he was just – I didn't like his attitude. Um, when he beat Colby, you know, Colby's one of my favorite fighters. When he beat Colby, I was like, okay, Usman's, Usman's legit. And then he fucked up Jorge Masvidal. I was really worried Burns was going to spark him immediately. And it looked like it was going to happen, dude. And Burns is such a good guy, man. I, the only reason I pulled for Burns in that fight is because he's such a good guy. But damn, bro. he Usman got rocked and came back and and finished um, Gilbert Burns, man. I mean, Usman, Usman's up there, bro. Yeah, bro. That first round, like he was like, man, Gilbert might give him a little bit of trouble here. Nope. Yeah. It, I'll go ahead and write that one off. Usman's training with uh, Justin Gaethje and Trevor Whitman, bro, and his jab is so on point, dude. But that's the thing about Colby, though. Is Colby has such a good jab, too, and we've seen it in, the, in their first fight. Was they just jabbed the fuck out of each other. Um, and you people tend to forget Colby rocked Usman a couple times. That's why I'm saying that's going to be a great-ass fight when they run it back. Do you think that Masvidal and Usman will be next? I hope not, bro. I can't. I can't live in a world, or I can't fathom living in a world where Masvidal even deserves a rematch. I mean, you can make the argument that he took the fight on super short notice. Yeah, but he got 50, what is it, 50 45? He lost every round. That's very true. He lost every round. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, honestly, 
they should put Masvidal against Colby or let Masvidal fight. Um, let Masvidal fight Burns. Fuck it. I, mean, I want to see that Masvidal Covington fight, bro. I do too. I do too. Uh, we were talking about crazy knockouts a moment ago, and I wanted to bring it up. Uh, I know me and you are big, big boxing fans. Did you watch the Oscar Valdez uh, knockout of Miguel Burchelt? I did not. Okay. Let me send it to you really quick. Dude, probably the scariest uh, boxing knockout I've seen in a while. And the reason, I'm going to send you the knockout first. What makes this so fucking scary, bro, is the fact that this fight should have been over multiple times before this. Uh, Valdez is just on a different level, bro. <clears throat> Valdez is, um, for anybody that might not know who Oscar Valdez is, uh, Oscar Valdez is the WBC super featherweight champ, 29 and 0, 23 fucking knockouts, bro. Mexican pride, baby. Two time Olympian. Did you see it yet? Bro, he folded him, bro. But what happened before he was this, swinging so wild? Is that why you're saying this? No, I'm saying he was on fucking Queer Street, bro. He got his bell rung like eight times before that. That's what I'm saying. You're saying it should have been stopped before that because he was swinging like an amateur boxer right there. He, yeah. Yeah, he was swinging for the fences, bro. And if you kind of watch the video, you keep watching the video, they put the stool down. They're trying to get him on the stool. Bro, he just, he was kind of just laying there, bro. That was a scary knockout, dude. Terrible looking, bro. Oscar Valdez is a, is a motherfucker absolute motherfucker man boxing is in such a cool place right now for lightweight fighters you know it used to be dominated by like heavyweights and and uh light heavyweights bro the the lighter weights right now you got oscar valdez you got people like ryan garcia who i'm a longtime fan of ryan garcia bro like i'm gonna ride for that little motherfucker hardcore is him and uh gervonta gonna fight gervonta's trying to fight devin haney rumor has it devin haney knocked out gervonta davis in practice and that's why gervonta doesn't want that fight I don't know how accurate that is, but that's like in all the discussions and shit. That's like kind of what's being talked about. Um, but you got people like Devin Haney. You got Tiafima Lopez, who just uh, knocked off Lomachenko. You have Lomachenko right there. I mean, boxing's in a cool ass spot right now. I don't know if this would really stay in sports, but um, did you see that The Rock has a show on Hulu? I did. Yeah. Um, the episodes release weekly. I think the next episode releases tonight. So there's only one episode right now, probably two as of now. Um, it's actually a decent first episode. Is it a is it a sitcom? For yeah, yeah, I yeah, I like it. It's, it's called Young Rock, right? Mm-hmm. And the year is like 2033 or something like that. And The Rock is running for president. Oh wow! And he he sits down at this. Yeah, he sits at this. Um, interview with the guy who um, plays Kim Jong-un in the interview. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's hilarious. He's the one interviewing The Rock. And The Rock's like, uh, the dude's like, um, you know, people think that you've had this great life and you can't, you know, touch base with people that live ordinary lives. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, you know, my life wasn't always like this. So he's like telling his life, you know, in this yeah. show like it's it's really good the first episode focuses around how he was like um you know his dad was a wrestler but they were kind of poor growing up and he would steal clothes to uh impress people and he had like a hundred dollars saved up and he was going to go to this party to impress this girl he liked and he met this homeless man named waffles and waffles was like trying to tell him about you know the importance of family so he ended up taking the hundred dollars and bought like this beat up barely running car that way he his mom wouldn't have to sit at the bus stop and he would take her to work so it's pretty awesome i like the rock man if he wrote a book i'd, I'd definitely read it i feel like it doesn't seem like something he's probably already done i f- i feel like it, yeah but dude he uh he had like some special under armor shoes come out did you ever see those uh-uh dude those things look pretty sweet dude i ain't gonna lie um <clears throat> keeping it sports oriented uh, Suns point guard Devin Booker scores a game high 34 points in just three quarters to lead Phoenix to a dominant victory over the Blazers. I know you're not really big into uh, basketball, but I am a Phoenix Suns fan uh, and a Devin Booker fan. Uh, Anthony Davis is making his eighth NBA All-Star appearance. He was drafted as the first pick in 2012 out of Kentucky. Um, so we're in 2021. So he's played for – what nine seasons now? 
And this is his eighth NBA All-Star appearance. So that's pretty, uh, pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, it is. There's a lot going on in sports, bro. It's kind of hard to keep up with sometimes. Yeah, we're going to have to catch back up because we had to take a whole week off. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Let's end this bitch on a fun fact, huh? Let's do it. You know, when you think of the word fun fact, you know, what is fun about it? It's just, it's just neat to know certain things. Fun. What does fun even mean anymore? You know what I mean? That's pessimistic. Uh, well, here's something optimistic. Copper doorknobs are self-disinfecting. Boom, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and there you have it. Hey, we appreciate the shit out of everybody listening. We would appreciate it even more if you called our phone number and left us some crazy voicemails like the ones you heard today. Uh, area code 502-694-0749. Scotty. Josh. Hit him with the motherfucking the details, the social media details and whatnot. You can follow us on Instagram at the weekly forecast. Send us uh, send us your top three songs that you could hey, yeah. say you lived your life by or that describe your life. Follow Terry at Forecast Terry. Follow Shaquille O'Neal. You know? We shut out Shaquille O'Neal this week. Hey, at the Black Beast UFC. Follow Derek Lewis. Follow Derek Lewis. As always, Scotty, Josh, Terry, signing off. Stay weird, folks.